Hello and welcome to another episode of Daily Feasting on the Words of Christ. Alma here and it is a cold crisp morning. Whew, is it freezing? And the sun is shining, the sky is clear. If it is sparkly and frosty outside, that's going to make me happy because the world always looks pretty when it's frosty. It's just cold. Cold. Cold, 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 cold. But uh, the chapter I was reading in... Mosiah today, well, I don't know that Abinadi could say the same for his weather. I think he would say his was flaming hot. It was burning him to a crisp, quite literally. Um, Because, well, he finishes his speech and he gets thrown in prison after his speech. Three days later, I find this so ridiculous so so ridiculous it took the priests and king noah three days to figure out what they could accuse abinadi of and the reason why that's ridiculous is i'm like to me that's almost a sign that they're he didn't do anything wrong you can't really accuse him they're grasping at straws trying to find something to accuse him of Because literally everything he said was true. Right. And they're trying everything they can to find something that he said that would make him worthy of death. And guess what they came up with? He said that Christ would come and, like, visit, like, he would come to earth. What? Apparently, saying that in King Noah's court gets you killed. Shocker. Who knew, right? And so, I'm just astounded that it took them three days to figure out something they could accuse him of. And if it takes them three days, it means there's nothing you can accuse him. But they're so mad at him, they want him dead so badly that they finally put their bet on, well, he said that God was going to come to earth. Like, really? 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 I'm just... It's it's just mind-boggling. That's what it is. Mind-boggling. And see, Alma had the right idea. He was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This guy's preaching truth. Let's not get mad at him. Of course, that only made King Noah angry. And so he sent guards to go kill Alma, one of his priests. And I'm just like, wow, we're on a killing spree, aren't we, King Noah? Like, you have some anger management issues if when you're angry, your first response is to kill people. Very childish, very immature. But I think we've already established that their actions were very, very immature and childish anyway. But like, Alma had the right response. He like actually, honestly, reflected on his actions and the actions of those around him. Saw that what Abinadi was teaching was true. Maybe he was angry and upset. But like... 
he realized he needed to change because he's listening to him talking about Judgment Day and Christ. He's listening to Abinadi talk about Judgment Day and Christ and like what we need to teach the people. And he's looking at it and he's like, Abinadi is right, right? He just has that moment of like, Abinadi is right. And instead of getting like angry at Abinadi and like continuing to choose those terrible actions to try to hide the fact that he was right, he owned up to his mistakes and was like, I, you know, I can't say anything against that. Right? That that was a very mature moment. And Yeah. That was a very mature moment for Alma. And everyone else was really immature because they decided that they would burn Abinadi because he said that Christ would come down among the children of men. Burn him. Yes, burn him. And, uh, well, actually, first they asked if Abinadi wanted to recall his words. They, like, you know, the... First off, if Abinadi recalled the words, then they would be, um, you know, then they would feel justified in their behaviors that they've been doing so far. But also, I, I wonder if it was to make them, like, look generous, you know, that they are being merciful and also show that they have power over his life. And Abinadi just is up there and is like, I don't care if you kill me or not. Can you imagine saying that to someone? I don't care if you kill me or not. Like, okay, that's not exactly what Abinadi said, but that's kind of the gist. But can you imagine being like, I don't care if you kill me or not. What I've said is true. I just, I was just thinking of Martin Luther the entire time. Now, not Martin Luther King Jr. of the 1960s, Martin Luther of the 1500s out in Germany. And he's standing before the Diet of Worms, which if you spell it out, it actually looks like Diet of Worms. I was so confused as a like 16-year-old. I was like, Diet of Worms? That, that sounds gross. And they're like, no, it's pronounced Diet of Worms. And I'm like, ugh, German. And anyway, he's before this council because he said some things against the church and the church is really angry because he's right. And so he's before this council and he has all these pamphlets out on the table. And during the council, like near the end, they asked if he wanted to recant. And I don't remember the whole thing because it's a paragraph, but here are the words I do remember. And most people do remember these words. And they're fabulous. He says... Here I stand. I cannot, I will not recant. And I'm just like, you're amazing, Martin Luther. And so the entire time I'm reading Abinadi's speech of, you know, I 
I'm not going to recall my words. I'm just thinking of Martin Luther, and I'm just imagining him standing there being like, here I stand. I cannot, I will not recant. You know, and just being like, I don't care if you kill me. <laughs> like, he knows where he's going, right? He knows what's going to happen to him after he dies. He's going to be with God again. And so he doesn't, like, to him, he has no fear of death. And, of course, that makes the priests angry. So they decide to... They decided that they wanted to kill him. Here's the funny thing. Noah actually was about ready to let him go. Was about ready to let him go. And this is something, actually, that my father likes pointing out when we get to this chapter. He always likes talking about the kinds of friends we have around us and the influence that they have on us. Now, I know I've talked about this before with Zenith's people. My dad likes to talk about it with King Noah and his priests in this chapter because King Noah, when Abinadi says he would not recall his words, was actually ready to let him go because the fear of God's judgment was on King Noah, right? I th- like he, he felt it. And he was ready to let up and I go. He was afraid of what he would... Like, I don't know that it was enough to change King Noah's behavior and attitude. But it was enough to at least not do any harm to Abinadi the prophet. And he would have let him go if it weren't for his priests. His priests were the one that kept yelling at Abinadi and being like, He has reviled the king! And because of his friends... King Noah got angry enough at Abinadi to say, let's kill him. If King Noah had different kinds of priests, if he had priests that were all like Alma, what would King Noah have done? Would he have let Abinadi go? Would the people have changed? I have no idea. But my dad likes to point out King Noah killed Abinadi because of the influence of his friends around him. The influence of his priests. And that he might have chosen differently if he had different friends. And that he might have repented if he had chosen different friends. But he sealed his fate, he sealed his doom when he chose to kill God's prophet. So another cautionary tale about the influence of people around us, right? We have to be very careful about the kind of company we keep. Now, that doesn't mean don't love the people you don't keep, right? We love everyone, but that doesn't mean we get to spend time with everyone, right? And that's okay. Right? Spend time with people who are going to help you to be better. King Noah did not do that. And look what happened to him. So it's not a good idea to keep bad company. Not a good idea. Right? We learn from Zenith. Yeah, maybe there is some good among them. But if they're out to destroy you, whether on purpose or not on purpose, like consciously or unconsciously sort of a thing, uh, don't keep them around. Do not keep them around, you know? It's not helping them 
it's only hurting you. (laughs) Be very aware of the influence that you keep in your company. Because it's real. Now, you may think, oh, I'm strong enough. I'm not influenced by marketing ads, TV, movies, music, books, people around me. Like, I'm not influenced by any of that. You know, I'm my own person. Please do not be so naive and so prideful to think like that. Yes, can you make your own choices? Absolutely. But everything has an influence on us. And that's okay because there's a lot of things that you want to have an influence on you, right? You want to have the prophet to have an influence on you. You want the spirit to have an influence. You want the scriptures to have an influence. You want good friends, good family members. Like you want things to have an influence on you. You want good things to have an influence on you. And to help you become a better person. You want to avoid the bad influences. And that includes movies, books, music, you know, anything and everything that we spend our time with. We want to make sure it's a good influence, you know, social media. What kind of an influence is it having on you? How are you using it? How are you spending your time with it? What are you seeing while on social media? You know, be very aware of the influences you have around you and what they're influencing you to do. Because there's a lot of influence that comes from social media. And that's probably the biggest influence we have in our culture today. Right? You have, I don't have TikTok, but I have heard several things about it. And I'm appalled. Appalled and terrified and just, it's, it, it's awful. The things that I've heard that happen on TikTok just... They have these TikTok challenges. And there's been ones where it's like rape a woman in public. And take a video of that. And people are doing that. Like, that is pure evil. That is evil. That's what that is. Satan is like out in the open. He's not even trying to hide anymore. He is out in the open with proof. Video cameras. And people are applauding. People are liking this sort of stuff. They're watching and doing this sort of stuff. It's evil. That's what it is. And I've heard of families whose kiddos, they're on social media all the time. And the choices that they're making are just, they wouldn't have made that otherwise. Right? There was one girl who because of her friends on social media like she's never met them in person as far as I know they're on social media only right maybe from another part of the world they all encouraged her to shave her head bald because they thought she would look good bald so she shaved her head and now she's sad because she did something that actually she didn't want to do but her friends influenced her to do it and I say friends with air quotes right Because some people say they're your friends, but aren't helping you to become a better person. True friends are people that are helping you to become the best you that you can be. And those examples so far are not helping people become the best that they can be. So social media, I think, has the biggest influence on society today. You know... At first, we thought it was the school system. It probably was. You know, friends at school, 
until everyone had an iPhone or a smartphone, I guess, because iPhone is just an Apple brand, until everyone had a smartphone, had the internet, had social media. Now it's social media. Everyone's on social media. That's the bigger influence in schools right now. And the kind of influence that that's bringing in, you have to be extremely careful. Extremely, extremely careful. You know, I have deleted the social media apps from my phone. That way, in my moments when I have downtime and I'm bored, not sure what to do, I'm not randomly scrolling. I have to go find something else to do. I turn on music or I turn on an audiobook or I go do something so that I'm not on social media. Just wasting hours scrolling through photos and posts. Now I keep my account because there's definitely people I want to stay in touch and you know news I want to learn like who's had a baby and who's gotten married and you know how are people doing is everything all right like I like it for the connection aspect that way I know that I'm still connected to people if I wanted to say hi I still can you know without having their number and like kind of know what's going on but I don't need to be on it every day scrolling for hours that's not connecting me with people. Scrolling is not connecting, right? Connecting is actually talking to the person. Whether that be through messenger or on the phone or whatnot, you know? More than just pressing a like button because that's not connection either. So be very aware of the kind of influences that are around you, especially social media. Especially social media. Like I don't think it was just a random thing President Nelson to have done social media fasts that one year, you know? I think I think he knows something. So I think we need to be more aware and more careful of the kind of influence our phones are having on us. And then just a quick uh, mention of the Bible chapter, Luke chapter 4. This is where we get Jesus fast for 40 days and then his temptations with the devil that are, or at least his more detailed, specified temptations that we see here. Um, him announcing that he is the son of God in his hometown and how the people reject him. And then also him casting out devils, healing people, and starts preaching throughout Galilee. So basically, Jesus is beginning his ministry. Now that it, he's baptized, he's fasted for 40 days. He passed his, passed his first test of temptations with the devil. Because I'm sure the devil was trying many more times after that. Don't think that was the only time the devil tempted him. At least it wasn't the only time. It's The devil doesn't tempt us like three times and then leaves, right? He, he comes back for more. But once he goes through that trial, he begins his ministry. And he, like, doesn't do it very subtly. It is bold. He gets up, reads a scripture about how the Son of God will, like, heal people. Like, what is the exact scripture? I gotta read it to you because it was bold. It was very, very bold. Uh, da, 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 
Oh yeah, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty to them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he said, this day is the scripture fulfilled in your ears. And he's always just like, this is me. This scripture is talking about me unapologetically he just gets up reads it and says that's me i am the lord's anointed and everyone's just looking at him like you are joseph's son we grew up with you how on earth can you just get up here and say you're the lord's anointed right they're all thinking he's crazy which is why he's like a prophet is never accepted in his own country and then he gives like instances where a prophet of Israel had to go out to people of other countries to get healed, right? He's like, there are thousands of leopards, lepers in Israel, but guess what? Only one Syrian by the name of Naaman came and asked to be healed, right? So he's saying that maybe if the other lepers had come and asked, he would have been healed, but nope, it was a Syrian, an Israelite. And so the people are angry. And they like want to cast him out. And he starts casting out devils. Because the devils recognize who this person is. And he's like, huh, no. So he casts out the devils. And then he like heals people of sickness. And Sorry, the cat keeps getting up on the table trying to eat stuff. I'm like, oh, goodness. Look at this cat. We'll do this. There we go. Okay. Food protected from the cat. And so, yeah, he's just... The start of Christ's ministry was not settled. He came out, was bold, and just said it how it is. He's like, this day is the scripture fulfilling your ears. I'm beginning my ministry. This is who I am. And as far as, and it says in the scriptures that he did not want to let the devil speak because they knew who he was. That bit, I'm curious about, I'm curious to know why Christ didn't want them to talk. I mean, maybe it's not the greatest testimony to have unclean spirits talk about who you are. Just saying. But that's just a guess of mine. (laughs) I don't really know. But anyway, yeah, Christ comes out bold in his ministry. But anyway, main takeaway from today's podcast would probably be be aware of the influence that things have on you. The people you hang out with. Social media especially. Be aware. Even the books, the music, the movies, everything. Be aware of the influence things are having on you. Because they can either help you walk up the stairs to heaven, or they're going to lead you further down the road to hell. I don't know about you, but I'd rather be going up the stairs. So... 
maybe take some time, reflect on the kind of people, the kind of things that you do that have an influence on you. And that's everything. And see if there's anything you'd like to change. And I want to thank you again for listening. I hope that y'all have a fantastic day. Remember that God loves you, okay? Loves you a lot. And that you are amazing. We're okay. You are amazing. Don't forget that. It can be easy to forget and hard to believe. But you are amazing. And I will talk to you later.